0: hello and welcome back to hold on i'm talking brother my name is joe greenwood and you are listening to our ufc 282 preview Blakovic versus Ankalaev for the light heavyweight title vacant light heavyweight title i must say um last pay-per-view of the year tom um do you feel like this is a suitable capper for the year a summation of the ufc this year
1: Uh, I find it to be an interesting card, to be honest with you, Joe, because it's packed with bangers, but they're all a little bit low-key in how they're addressing it. You know, it's a lot of energy going towards Paddy, of course. He is the big star, the Mm. man on on the stage, kind of in the co-main. But uh, I feel like they're taking the limelight away from some fights that really you could make a lot more of.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think there is, on this main card, four out of the five fights I think are good. I think okay. I, th- I think that's fair to say.
1: Like throwing some sh- you are not throwing shade at Ponzanibio, Joe. Absolutely not, never.
0: That's that's right. an that's an original boy of of me and you. Like that's an original Joe and Tom boy. Listen, listeners, me and Tom, forget all this guff. We're gonna go straight into it. We're gonna preview this main card here. We're gonna make predictions for each fight. We're gonna pick a fighter who we think is gonna win, and if we get that correct, we get one point. And we're gonna choose the method as well, and that's another point. Two points on offer each fight. 10 points on offer each. In total, Tom is the current defending champion, and this is the last event of the year for him to defend it this year. He feels confident. And let me tell you, listeners, I'm super confident, okay? I feel like I see the opportunities there. He's slipping. You know, he's just moved house. He's not. His head's not in the game, but he's he's got that poker face, listeners. Tom? No, Joe, I, no. Joe, I
1: thrive in the chaos, All right. And <laughs> you saw me scrambling. You might have seen some pen action, committing the the picks to paper. Yeah. But I've been I've been thinking about these fights. I've been tossing them over in my head. Mm. Moving the house or not, I'm ready to go. Alright. I'm gonna lock it down. What I'm saying to you, Joe, that little section there where you say Tom is the reigning champ, I'm saying just record that. <laughs> just record it. Save yourself the five seconds and just put it in the intro.
0: Alright, fair enough. Listeners, let's get into it. Main event we're gonna start with Jan Blahovich versus Magomed Ankalaya for the vacant light heavyweight title. We went over it, uh, not last week, but the week before, about what happened. Um, no, it was last week, sorry. Uh, where Yuri Prohashka having to vacate his title. Dana gave a little bit more information about that injury, Tom. Uh, dislocated his shoulder in training and his teammates tried to pop it back in, which in turn wrecked it completely. Um, listeners and... Anyone in general who does this, pops their shoulder out, don't try and push it back in. You, you're not a medical professional, unless you are a medical professional. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, screwing Glover to share out of a title shot. But instead, we... what have... hold hold
1: on, Glover. hold on. You're creating a narrative there, Joe. Uh, did they screw Glover? Well, I mean, we did go over this. Glover Gro- I mean, <laughs>
0: screwed Clover. Yeah, this is... Yeah, it it's did. a real Bret Hart talk now. Listen, forget all this. we got to actually fascinating main event here. Blahovitch versus Ankolaiv. I feel the fans are a bit cold on this, but I'm red hot. Tom, I love this fight personally. What about you?
1: Yeah, well, on a personal level, like the personalities of the fighters, I think that's what's kind of t- turning, what turning the fans <laughs> off. Yeah, that's it. I mean, describe Ankulaev in uh, in three words, Joe.
0: He is a man from Russia with the Abraham Lincoln beard and that 's all i 've got so you 've picked
1: an Live. i 've got it okay. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean that 's just it. We did get a little bit of him on the on the countdown. He was in Dagestan, he was in the mountains. he was talking about the brotherhood and the big the big plan um, mm. we 've seen that story before we know how it ends Joe uh, but with an alive it 's not the Dagestani handcuffs it 's not the top pressure on the mat no.
0: it 's those hands, yeah, very slick hands yeah it's, it's, it's the it 's the stand up um his wrestling is there, mostly in a defensive way. He's got tremendous takedown defense. Around about 90% takedown defense. And the ground and pound, which is ferocious. We saw with the Anthony Smith fight where really hammered him with that ground and pound. Smith then claiming he dislocated his ankle, but he really wanted out of that fight, I feel like. He was just, had enough of that. No more of that ground and pound. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be on the feet that's the real challenge here. Ankleyev sort of switches between both stances. It would be interesting to see if he stays in Southpaw because Jan Blahovich has quite success about rangy Southpaws. I'm thinking Dom Reyes and I'm thinking Israel Adesanya in which Blahovic kind of flourished in both of those fights, Tom.
1: Yeah, those are two standout displays. I think the standout displays of the career of Jan Blachowicz, if if we're honest, and both those fights stick in the memory. The shark bite, you know that, that yeah. kicking to the open side on, on Reyes, yeah, tore it, tore him apart.
0: Yeah, it was. Well, what Blahovic does is that he'll sort of throw a combination because he stands in orthodox. So if you come into him, he wants everything to be in boxing range, Blachowicz. And how he actually does that is by doing the rare thing in the UFC, which is checking leg kicks. He's very good at checking leg kicks, which then draws fighters into him, particularly the rangy strikers, brings them into boxing range, and then he can unload either the left hook to intercept or combination, the one-two combination, step through so that he's then in Southport and then throw the left body kick from there. He ends a lot of combinations with the left body kick. Reyes found that out. Um, Adesanya found that out, and I think Ankolaev is going to see that as well, I think he re, Jan is a tricky guy to beat unless you take him down, because Jan Blachowicz, if he gets taken down once in a fight, Tom, he has a record of two wins and five defeats mm-hmm. and we saw that against Glover, where Glover smashed him on the ground I think if Ankolaev gets drawn into boxing range that will actually open something that Frank Live, which is the takedowns. It's going to be a lot closer to him. He's going to be able to grab Yan and potentially take him down from there. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the technical X's and O's breakdown that I can sort of see and feel for this fight. Is there anything uh, you feel I've missed there?
1: No, no, a very interesting stat you produced there with, uh, with how Jan fares on the mat after being taken down. Mm. We do have to highlight, though, those losses, most of them, they're a different Jan Blachowicz, you know? This mm. is the journeyman Jan from five years ago. Mm. Now we're talking about Polish power, Corey Anderson, Dominic Reyes... Jaguaray, yeah, Israel—they've all fallen—and then, of course, unfortunately, Rakic uh, was was Jan's last fight where Rakic got injured. Don't really, don't really give any credit for, to Blahovic there. You don't? I, just, I,
0: I do. I think the leg kicks really exacerbated the problem for Rakic. He did go into that fight injured, but then that was his choice to go in there. I mean, before the fight
1: ending, was that a standout display for Blahovich? Was it in that first, tier with first round? With first round was good.
0: First round was good. Second round was Rakic.
1: I was ready to see more of that fight. Yeah, same.
0: But we might get
1: it if Jan can go out there and and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, yeah, highlighting the wrestling game, I mean, it's quite hard to know who to give the advantage to to there. And my question to you would be, who is going to shoot first? Are we going to see one of them shoot? Do they shoot only if they're having trouble on the feet? I think both men would fancy a a stand-up fight and uh, a a shot. Takedown, mixing that game in, I think that would suggest that they're having problems on the feet or they need to swing around in their favour.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because statistics-wise, they're very similar. Like, grappling-wise, um, you know, Jan is, takes 1.08 takedowns per 15 minutes, Anker Live 0.94. Yan's takedown accuracy is better, 53%, compared to Ankalive's 33 So, But the things with Ankalive when he goes for takedowns, it's like it's not the first takedown that gets someone it's the chaining them together that gets the takedowns. And it's that... So it's maybe a bit misleading, those failed takedowns, because it's not the first one that gets you. It's the third or the fourth attempt in that in that uh, chain of, of takedown attempts. And also, it's the opening the hands up from there. Um, however, as you've pointed out, this is a different Jan Blachowicz. Like, he is a different fighter now. You know, his takedown defense has improved admittedly against glover something seemed to have been off with him in that fight but glover took advantage of that and glover on the mat there was very few as good as him in the light heavyweight division right now in fact i would say no one uh to be honest with you
1: well, i mean Yam was just the latest on the long line of men who fall <laughs> fallen victim to the uh to the boa constrictor yeah. i mean yeah <sighs> I don't know, Joe. Like you said, they're well matched. My fear for this fight is going to be an awkward, uh, at range kind of point scoring. I'm thinking Ankalaya versus Thiago Santos. I'm worried about getting a fight like that. Mm. Can you tell me and the fans that's not going to be the fight we'll see? I don't think is it going to be. Is there
0: going to be a finish? Oh, I don't know about a finish, but I I think it's going to. I think it... hopefully, hopefully, because I do see that fear as well having said that though Santos did drop Ankalaev. I think it was in the third round which then meant Anka Live really was cautious in that fourth and fifth and picked off Santos from there but Jan Joe, Blachowicz is not Thiago that, Santos
1: that's my prediction for this fight right there you've just called it really so I'm saying I'm saying look he feels a bit of that Polish power he's like, hold on hold on brother yeah <laughs> I don't need no smoke. Hold on, I'm not scrapping, brother. Like that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm outpointing you and I'm on my bicycle for the rest of the fight. I'm picking
0: Ankalaev by decision. Yeah, same here. Ankalaev by decision for me. There is a sense with him that he feels you disappoint I'm, me, Joe. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it, there is a sense with me that he feels inevitable as a champion. And I think him as champion as well, I think might lead to a bit of stability at the top of light heavyweight. Uh, you know, I think that if Jan wins it. Glover seems to be next. Dana has said as much. Yeri's going to be back after that as well. Jamal Hill potentially going to be in there as well. Do you see Jan defeating all three of those guys? Oh, then champ? he
1: he enters the pantheon, doesn't he? He gets in the conversation well, with a run like that, getting the belt back and and knocking off the top of the division again. Yeah,
0: Oof. that would be major. Um,
1: but do you see Ankalaev standing up to those tests? Yes. I mean,
0: I don't know if we. You do? Yeah. Oh, I, I okay. think, I think he's you that, I think he's that skillful. And I think he's, oh my God. he's that talented. Yeah. All right. It's going on a throw
1: pillow, Joe. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. He's a man who's been lurking. He's been building slowly mm. for me. I'm looking at those performances against Krylov, against Uzdemir, mm. Thiago Santos. And there hasn't been a, a standout display for me. Something that makes me go, wow. This guy's a well, problem. The, he's going to rule the division.
0: the The interesting thing, though, was the Uzdemir one, which was where he he dropped Uzdemir in the first round, and he was clearly getting the better of him. And then he just cruised round two and three. He doesn't seem like a man too bothered about getting finishes, and it's, it is more about getting the win. That he's not going to put himself in dangerous situations, you know. And I think maybe a guy like Yiri would be the guy to potentially cause Ankalai problems, just him pressing forward. Well, take, taking that fight
1: is a dangerous situation. Yeah, for sure. Against,
0: Yeah, for anyone. it's Yuri is just a storm, basically. Um, but yeah, I've gone for an Ankelaev decision. I think hopefully it ramps up rounds for, from like the second round onwards. I think the first round is going to be a bit touchy-feely. Get themselves through it. Maybe land a couple shots. But if Jan presses the action, which I would like to see, I would like to see Ankelaev pressed here, could be in for a, a banger now fingers crossed on that one yeah fingers crossed now let's get to well could you call this a co-main event or is it just another fight on the card because calling this a co-main event is a bit it's a bit strong isn't it it's a bit rich for for whatever this fight is don't you think
1: well joe yeah it's dawning on me now that uh this is the fight you were talking about you saying paddy pimlet shouldn't be on the main card no 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 i didn't say that we paddy... we said this is a ba- bad matchup i think this is a,
0: am- i think this is not as exciting as the other four fights on this card and I think uh-huh. by qu- quite a bit, to be honest. Because we've got Paddy Pimlet versus Jared Gordon in the lightweight division. And the, th- the thing is, is that Pimlet's getting this push that guys like Conor McGregor got, Israel Adesanya got, you know, champions, superstars. And I just don't think he's as good as them. Like, I just don't think he's that good, and when he gets that level of promotion and I don't think you're that good, it kind of makes the fight feel a little bit off to me. you know he's getting this level of push, and he's facing Jared Gordon. It's not like he's facing you know I mean, who's someone in that light lightweight rankings where you're like, oh, this could be like if he was facing like Terence McKinney or something. How long was it
1: before Connor actually fought a legitimate challenger?
0: Uh Didn't he get well? He got injured against Holloway, though. That's the problem. So he had that year off. But the Poirier fight, which was his fourth or fifth fight in the in the, uh, so you know, I think okay. If if blows Pim- 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 the doors I'm off chair. of Gordon, I've got to fight so I gotta stop
1: I've got to stop you right now, yeah, Joe. On. I'm not listening to this. We've seen Paddy fight three times in the UFC. Had rock and roll, rock star performances. Yeah, three performances of the nights last time out in London. I picked Jordan Levitt to win that fight. Yeah, I thought that was a, an interesting test for Paddy. Yeah, and uh, you know, smoked him. Let's be honest. Uh smoked is T- a, Smoked
0: lo- is a strong word there.
1: What delivered the man's first, the first loss, first finish, uh, in his career?
0: No, he he he'd been defeated before that.
1: No, he lost to puelles by decision yeah he'd never he'd never been Oh, than that. right sorry he d- didn't acknowledge that as even a possibility Levitt. um and paddy tied that arm up, got the choking amazing with all the pressure that was on him. we heard the story unfortunately, he lost a close companion with him he'd had a lot of pressure he's in London, you know, like you said the hype train is 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 blowing mm. i I thought that was an amazing moment Joe that uh for me i've been yeah unwilling to get on with the whole paddy paddy train mm. but uh come on. Memories of the year, that speech he gave, um talking about mental health. Yeah, and
0: then he follows it up this week by in the press conference telling Taporia to speak English and calling him an a mongrel. You know, like he's done a yeah. pretty terrible job this week of promoting himself and you know the whole beef with Ariel Hawani where I got this this is a this is a warning for anyone. If you go into it with Ariel Hawani <laughs> Make sure you have your ammunition ready because he's coming for you and he'll take your head off. Like, don't but, do not get to, into a media battle with Ariel Helwani. Basically,
1: I think well, I think we should explain this to the fans. Here. He was he was had Dana White of all people, <laughs> the kingpin himself, uh, took the opportunity on a podcast. Was it for, his podcast, for Paddy? Yes. His podcast got Dana on there and he called out Helwani for uh, making money off the fighters. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he was unwilling to go in and uh, and give him his time. Knowing that Hawani was would not be paying him for the pleasure of that, and he says he gets paid for those kind of appearances. Mm. Uh, Hawani he didn't respond well to that. No. You think there's any uh, credence to what to what Paddy said? Is mm. there, there any element of that? He's totally no. in
0: the wrong. There. He's in the wrong. Hawani's a journalist. Okay, um, and Paddy basically said like because there was a, a, a voice message that Hawani played where. Paddy was just like, "Here mate, I'm in New York, let's meet up, blah blah blah." And Hawani, because he's a journalist, like, "Oh, this guy wants an interview, he wants to come on the show." He has a level of disconnect with these guys, whereas Paddy's saying, "Well, I just wanted to meet up for a drink and have something to eat." Um which I think is just a bit of a lame excuse to be honest with you. I think uh, that's definitely not the case. And I, I I don't know, I just think that he went about it the wrong way. Again, Maybe I'm a bit being a bit sensitive here Tom but calling Hawani who is Jewish a rodent kind of struck me a bit as a bit bit odd as well yeah
1: he, he has made some uncomfortable uh, comments for sure and then I um. did you see
0: the ones towards mohammed Makaev from in the past pretty horrible to be honest like makayev represents the uk was proud to represent the UK and Paddy's just like, You're not from the UK, you, you don't get to choose to represent us. Why don't you represent your own country? sort of thing. I was just like, oh, bro, like this is not a this is not a lane you want to go down. No. And then you bit say all this stuff about, you know, mental health well, and whatnot.
1: So it sounds like you're rooting for Jared Gordon, the man who's come through his own adversity, you know, he yeah. has a seems to have a very uh, legitimate story. Ex addict. Been through rehab, mm. lost it all, been on the street, heroin, mm. very dark plays. Yeah. Uh, found MMA, found sobriety, got his partner back,
0: and uh, he's been on a bit of a run in the UFC. Yeah, yeah he's, um, he's got actually good names on his record, like wins and losses of guys that he's fought. I mean, the best wins, you're probably looking at what, Joe Selecki, Leonardo Santos... Uh, Mikel Quinones. But, you know, he's fought Charles Oliveira, fought Grant Dawson. That Dawson fight as well, he got out grappled in the first and second round, and he did get finished in the third. But that third round, he came out and he really did put it on Dawson. You know, roasted. good, Joe. Who is he's really good. good. He's really yeah. good. He put it on Dawson, roasted him at the ribs, like land into the body hard from there. And that's what I expect Gordon to do in this fight, you know. Paddy's the taller, rangier fighter. I expect Gordon to try and get inside, get towards um, sort of uh, the body shots, tiring Paddy out from there. The thing is, though, you don't want to get too close because Paddy's great skill is grappling. And I think his back attacks are very good. Like, very, well, very good. We've
1: certainly seen that in his run so far, Joe. For sure. But, I mean, but
0: Paddy Paddy hits hard. He does think... hit hard. He He's... He's, he's not a refined striker, let's put, let's put it that way. And, you know, his output is, you know, it's maybe a bit lower than what you think it is, 4.19 strikes landed per minute, but it tends to be more waiting and then throwing in bunches. He also tends to uh, start exchanges or start the striking um, game plan through kicking. So it's like uh, lead left kick to the body and then the next kick is up to the head. Like, but it's the same movement. So he sort of like whips it up. He's landed that in all of his UFC fights so far, I believe. Um, and I expect him to do the same here against Gordon. Um, and I expect him to try and keep that range for a while. Sort of like keep Gordon at arm's length. Jab him at range. Kicks at range. Because Gordon won't want to sort of go to the mat unless he can get a strong top position from there. Um I don't know. I just, uh, I, I just feel like the caliber of opposition Paddy's face has not been that great, which is nor should it be. Uh, so it's hard for me to say how good he actually is or is potentially going to be. I, I think that's fair, don't you think? Uh, I think it's fair, Joe, but I think it's just
1: the wrong question at this time. What's I the think question? It's- uh I mean the thing is the man is sore and hot he's like when I not don't have to position him towards a title run he's not even entered the rankings yet no. he's establishing himself in the UFC he's establishing himself as a personality and and a brand okay of course we don't subscribe to that these hardcore fans that listen to H- hold on, I'm talking about <laughs> I'm sure they don't either no but uh I, I... You know, for me, I'm not looking to throw Paddy in against uh, some of the killers out there. I want to see him build up a bit of a backstory, get established. Mm. Um, this is a co-main event. I think Gordon certainly doesn't represent a step down in competition. No. You know, it's a man who's fought now. Uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, ten times in the UFC.
0: Yeah. No, I think this is. I think this is an appropriate step up. Right. Um, so how how does it go? How does it end? I'm going to be a bit conservative here. I'm going to... I guess this isn't actually conservative. I'm going to go for a Pimlet submission. Um, I I think he will be able to pick Gordon off at range. Probably maybe in the second round, I expect the finish to happen. Um, Yeah, that's that's sort of like what my gut is saying. It seems to be the best way for Pimlet to get wins against these guys at this level. But yeah, we just have to wait and see. If he struggles to a decision victory though, I think there's going to be a bit of like a... Alright, hold on, let's, let's cool our jets on this guy a bit But I'm happy to give him the O'Malley push Give him a, another slow rise Let's find some... Where's Vince Pinchell? Let's get him well, out there <laughs>
1: Well, look at Sean O'Malley now, Joe
0: Yeah, exactly But so... I will say though, O'Malley's striking is better than Pimlet's anything Yes, like, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I think I'm agreed, especially
1: time. when you combine it with his um, physique down at bantamweight. You know his range, his okay, height. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that Pimlet can't go further. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed to designate you this Joe. But I'm getting hater vibes. I'm getting I'm getting hater vibes. You're, you're <laughs> talking about Jared Gordon here. Ten ten fights in the UFC. Not not been an easy easy matchup for most guys. No. And you're already saying. Paddy goes out and subs him. That's your expectation. And you're telling me that won't mean anything, but that's not worth very much. No, no, no. I think that is... A, no In I, com- I,
0: An appropriate step up is what I've called it. It's an appropriate step, step up if he is going to be on this journey towards the rankings and superstardom, you know.
1: But, but, it, but it isn't that, though, is it, Joe? He is already on the run to superstardom. That was a real massive moment uh, earlier this year in London. For sure. The rankings, that's another That's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Well, they're going to wait.
0: Easy boy. They're going to wait. They're going to slip him in at the rankings at the right time, and then they're going to see, oh, is there a sitting target we can get further up? Yeah, we got one. Dan Hooker, you're suddenly ranked number two in the division. Oh, you're facing Pimlet. Who'd you pick there? Oh, Hooker all day, every day. But I like, think that's, that's not even close. Like I would pick the, Pimlet versus Hooker. Come on, come on! Like Hooker in that last fight looked kind of rejuvenated. All right, I hold thought.
1: on. Before the before the Puelos fight, you picked Puelles. Let me just remind you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I
0: did. I didn't expect Puelles to change career mid-fight, but that's that's <laughs> that's another issue. Yeah, no, I would pick Hooker. What on the right. feet? On the feet? No. Well, on there's... the on the mat, I, I think. Puck is no no slouch on the mat. No, either. no, no, for sure. Um, like definitely not. And also a guy where you can get a sub in on him, and he, he's just not tapping either. So he'll just he'll just tough it out. Uh, anyway, Tom, I've Pimlet decision. What have you gone for?
1: Are you changing? No, I chose no, submission. Y- you just said decision then. No, I said submission. Don't, no, I don't, try, it, don't play your games for me. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I'm the champ. This don't. is what you got to do to win, bro. This is like uh, the Dutch
0: versus Argentina in the penalty shootout, isn't it? You're going to get <laughs> in my face as I'm walking up to the ball. Come on. This is, me to nullip-
1: this is me trying to nullify you, Joe, because
0: you I've picked Paddy to win by decision.
1: Oh. oh my yeah, mind. I have. And I actually see a fight uh, on slightly different terms to you. I think they will trade on the feet. I think it will get a bit wild in there. Uh, I think they'll neutralise each other in the grappling department. I'm seeing that uh, a fight much like you know when when Paddy swanged and banged that fella Vendramini, uh, Vendramini, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking for some of that action, but I think uh, that Jared can stand up to that kind of test. Of course, they will have some grappling exchanges. I mm. think pa- Paddy's going to kind of edge him out. Fair enough.
0: Edge think, him out. I think that's a, a fair shout there. Right. Next on the card. Well, one of our original boys, Santiago Ponzanibio, is back. He's no longer facing Robbie Lawler, who dropped out. On short notice, at a catchweight of 180 faces Alex Morono, um, who comes in. Morono's on a four-fight win streak. Um, the most significant name on there being, what, Cerrone at the start of it? You know, this is... I oh, know, uh, no, that was a, the end of Cerrone as well. Mickey Gall... Matt Semmelsberger, David Zawada like it's not a killer's row but Ponzanibia would be the most legitimate one on there don't you think
1: uh, certainly would be it's just a question of what where is Pons at now Joe you know he's at the back end of the career 36 he's been in some wars <laughs> let th- me tell you you think
0: about that um, Baeza one
1: uh, absolutely yeah. absolutely and that, and that was kind of vintage Ponz it looked like he was back after the kind of shock Knockout um, that he came down to against the leech. Yeah, you know after after nearly three years out. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, he's gone on to fight Jeff Neal and Michelle Pereira.
0: Two split decisions though. So, I did feel
1: like it. I felt like he lost those fights. Yeah, same here.
0: Yeah, I, I, the the Pereira one, I didn't see any controversy in that at all. I thought Pereira won that quite convincingly. Um, yeah,
1: but they were they were both fights that you know five years ago Pons would revel. Oh at. God, he would
0: have. That it would have been the perfect Pons fight in a way. I mean, we always th- sometimes reference this as the Magni fight where he absolutely oh. beat the brakes off of him. He destroyed Magni in that fight.
1: I wanted Magni retired from the UFC from the <laughs> kick I, Yeah, I it mean, was that bad. was a beat down. Do you remember
0: the leg kicks? The leg kicks that he was just like oh, ferocious. In front, of the,
1: in front of the home crowd in Buenos Aires. Yeah. That was really the peak for Pons. For Unfortunately,
0: sure. had... Huge injury issues. I think
1: well, remember he was to... saying he nearly died. Yeah, I'm saying. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It was that bad. remember when he was supposed to face Kamaru as well, and they were both on the come-up. It was just like, oh, my God, that would have been a stonking, stonking fight. But instead he's got Morono, a guy who it's, it's kind of hard to like break down because he's in the same way of Jared Gordon, a bit of an all-rounder. You know, doesn't really – he's got kind of like an awkward – herky jerky striking style as well. I know you're laughing, but it is true. Like it's not like it's not like Pons who like throws from like a tight guard and hooks and there and leg kicks at the end of combinations. It's kind of single shots, coming at awkward angles. You know, I think Morono also for Morono, if you're his coach going into this this is almost like a free hit, isn't it, going against Ponsiby yeah. on this short notice. So like just you can throw caution to the wind if you want, or you can just try and sneak out a decision victory here. Personally, though, Tom, I see it. I see the hurricane coming. Pons and nibia by knockout. I'm calling it, brother. I'm calling it. Love that, Joe. Yes. Love that. Uh, we we want to see
1: it. <laughs> Give the fans what they want. I mean, he uh, appreciated him in the uh, in the press conference. Yeah. Largely disappointing press conference. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. yeah. But but Pons just he told us what he was all about. He just wants to get in there. He wants to bang. And let him bang, Joe. Let For him sure. in. Let him fight. Uh, 36 he's still got a little bit more in the tank yeah and you've got to look at jeff Neal and michelle pereira both really physical uh guys with great hands very athletic mm. and no no shame in kind of wilting under that under that heat alex morono doesn't have that heat he can't no. bring it to bear and I see Pons coming out victorious as well. I'm 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 hoping for some some swanging and banging.
0: What, what what method?
1: Well, what we've seen so far from Morono, um, outside of the Chaos fight back in 2020, where where Chaos he was streaking there, and he knocked him out in the first round. Mm. Morono has been able to been able to take a punch. Yeah, and I think he'll need to do that here, and will be able to given given Pons's slightly diminished
0: status. I
1: still expect Pons to win a decision, though.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Now, let's go to the next fight on the cards. There's a lot of narratives swirling around this fight. Darren Till faces Drikas Duplessis in the middleweight division. Till, his first fight in 14 months, the last one was against Derek Brunson. Since then, he's gone off and trained with Hamzat Chimaev. He's uh, become friends with him. And, um... That's about it, really. the uh, <laughs> Last year or so. Um... Faces Duplessis. Um, Duplessis, a bit of a bit of a hardcore MMA fan favourite. You know, fought in KSW, beat Roberto Soldic in KSW. Duplessis at the time was middleweight champ. He went down to welterweight and beat Soldic. Uh, which is uh, was quite something. Soldic then in the rematch beat the tar off of Duplessis almost as punishment. And um yeah, Duplessis then comes into the UFC and He's certainly something, isn't he, Tom? A lot of straight line running, a lot of long combinations where it doesn't just like throws a one two, and it's like, wait, hold on, why is there a fifth, sixth, seventh shot coming my way? Like he seems to just keep going, even though he looks exhausted most of the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anybody wants to see what Duplessis is all about, just go back and watch his fight against Brad Tavares. Yeah, great, great fight, great yes. fight, and uh, Brad Tavares, I think. The definition of a top fifteen gatekeeper. We said it here before. Yeah, a solid test, and it was too much for him. Duplessis running in those straight lines, wanging hooks. Yeah, uh, he's there to be countered. Joe Darren Till is a counter puncher, a more methodical striker, a man who can step off the standard line. Mm. Sounds like made to be for Till to come back against. Is plus C.
0: I guess so I mean it depends on how much you favour someone's counter striking skills though isn't it because it's like surely then for Duplessis a counter striker is what he wants because it's just a guy that's going to invite him on to do exactly what he wants from there I mean can we just can I share sh- the strikes landed per minute can you guess the fighter based off this Duplessis 6.55 oh, I've just told you who it is Duplessis 6.55 till 2.26 strikes yeah. landed per minute that's poor that's very, very low. Very yeah, but he's low. Just,
1: yeah, but you think about the type of striking engagements uh, that he's having. You think about fights against guys like Whitaker, you know, like really mm. high IQ fights. Even the fight against... Uh, Wonder against Points. Yeah, Wonder Boy, exactly. That's another tactical exchange, you know. There are not many opportunities to land strikes. You've got to be so careful on your defense. Mm. It's a totally different type of fight to uh, Brad Tavares, Joe. Yeah. Where it's just like, I'm just going to out outman you, I'm going to outgun you I'm going to bring my cannons, you're going to bring yours and we'll see what's left at the end
0: Can we talk about the narrative around Till um, he's on a bad run you know, since the Wonderboy win it was the loss to Woodley in the welterweight title fight knockout by Mansvidal split decision win over Gastelum, I felt that was a clear decision win for Till and it was weird the scoring on that decision loss to Whitaker, and then a uh, sub defeat to Derek Brunson how many guys come back from that sort of run to put it together and become a contender? Not many. What? Well, well, I think I think we previously on the pod, just for t-
1: full disclosure for the listeners, we've already ruled Till out of being the champion at at middleweight.
0: Well, particularly now, Pereira's there. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, like Till talks about him being one of like the best, most intelligent strikers in the division and in the UFC. Uh, He would get smoked by Peleja. Let's let's be honest. Peleja would, I think, Pereja might even smash him within a round or two. It's, I don't think it'd be particularly close, would it?
1: No, I suspect not. So, um, yeah, definitely, I'm not looking at Till moving into that conversation. But he's still got more to offer. He's still just uh, leaving his twenties. I just wonder the place he's in. Um, You know, I listened to a couple of interviews with him. He's a very different Darren Till to the man who was unstoppable back at welterweight, mm. the man who caught that hype, the man who was going to, you know, unify the belts at welterweight, middleweight. Think about like heavyweight, so well. big, yeah. so big, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that's, that's a very long time ago. He's definitely diminished um in in confidence. That's probably a good thing, you know. He's been humbled. He's ready to get in there and train with guys like uh um, Marvin Vittori yeah. you know, at Tiger Muay Thai, found that very interesting. Those guys have been working together after the whole um, orc, yeah. orc head thing <laughs> yeah. when they were making a fight. Um, so I just wonder how integral is that kind of confidence that he had to him bringing it in a
0: fight. Well, I think we're going to see this. I think we're going to see this. Like if this humble version of Till gets it done against Duplessis and does it in style. Then maybe he has actually turned a corner and, you know, acknowledged maybe there was something that was missing within him. You know, and that sort of armour-plated confidence wasn't the thing that was going to get him there. Maybe it was humility that was always the thing that was going to get him there. Some guys just can talk themselves into wins. Some, like I feel like they just have the confidence and know what they're going to do. Whereas I think Till is willing to acknowledge the danger of what yeah. he's doing out there.
1: Now certainly now. is now. That's what I'm now he's now. felt it. Yeah. um Well, he's had to. Yeah, <laughs> he's had to after those four losses you mentioned. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but can we just have a quick look at those losses because I just yeah. want to think about the narrative going in here. Because you know, I'm seeing comments about Till being washed. I'm, I'm, I'm pondering it myself. You know, obviously got injured again in the fight camp. People talking about he wants to pull out, doesn't want to fight. Yeah. Now look, Joe, he fought Tyrone Woodley. In a different era of yeah. Tyron Woodley. When Tyron Woodley was the champ, he was beating Woodley in the first round. Was he? Am mm. I am I you've am misremembered I mis- that? You've misremembered How that. I?
0: Yeah, Woodley Woodley won that first round.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Alright, that's that's one for the diehards to go and, and watch back. Mm. Um, brought Darren Till to a thundering hole in the second with a huge, huge Classic Tyron Woodley shot. Yeah. Woodley's last great performance. Okay, then went in against Masvidal. A good first round. He was winning that first round, yeah, for sure. Masvidal okay. started to
0: turn it round at the end, but Till won that first round. And then stepped into that huge, huge straight,
1: uh, straight right, wasn't it? That, yeah, that put him down in, in oh, London. No. That it was,
0: was a, it. Was a it was a long. It was like a step in. He sort of like ran up because had like a step up combo where uh-huh. he th- where he threw a right hook and then a left behind it and the left. Basically, caught him caught, at the end of caught, the punch. Caught him at the end of the punch until he put his hands out and he had his chin up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And st- starched. London. <laughs> yes.
1: thunderous loss in front of the home crowd yeah. silenced them. That was one of those huge well, moments. The back, head, the head banging
0: off the cage floor, and you yeah. can hear it ringing out around the arena. Yeah. Disgusting. Anyway, continue.
1: come Gaslam covered that one. That was yep. a good display.
0: Yep, fought well. Fought New-
1: well against Whitaker in his next fight, Joe.
0: First round, yeah, won the first round. Uh, dropped I mean, Whitaker, e- exactly. And and Whitaker
1: really had to fight kind of a bit within himself, you know, um, yeah. to 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 win that fight. It was yeah. a real tactical exchange. Yeah, he dropped and Till
0: in the second, and then utilized the wrestling and distance kicks in three and four.
1: He showed his quality, Whittaker, yeah, and his quality is as good as you can get unless you are a kickboxer from from New Zealand <laughs> yes. or, or potentially Brazil who knows uh, and then of course it was lo- the loss of the, the wrestler the loss of Brunson he said he was injured going in there well
0: he, I remember that fight just before that finish in the third round Till landed a, a couple combos on Brunson that rock, rocked him and if Till had separated and got a bit of distance said charging in I think he could have potentially have finished Brunson in there so are you suggesting that maybe it's not as bad as we think for Darren Till
1: I'm hoping I'm hoping. And I think there's a little bit, yeah, you've got a, a bit of revision. You've got to look at that. And then you think Plessis, Now, the caliber of Plessis and the way that he fights. I, I'd i love to believe this is a perfect matchup for Till. I think this is the defining question. He loses this fight, and we've had all our questions answered. Yeah. I think he should beat Plessis. Do you reckon? Yes. I think he should.
0: He but should, Right. But I picked Duplessis to knock Darren Till out. Oh my words! Really? Yeah. He's just going to throw some like wild shot and just get him out there.
1: I just think he's going to blow him away. The big cannons. Yeah. I uh, just I think if Till's is a confidence fighter, if he does have those memories of those past losses, mm. and I think he does, Joe. Yeah. I think it was a big loss for him to take, particularly the Woodley and Masvidal losses. Mm. Um. He says he's fighting fit. I think he's one of those guys often carrying injuries and, and, and they worry him, they're in his head. Mm. And I think when he starts to get a herd in from Duplessis, who we haven't talked much about, but I mean, we said the word cannons. Mm. I think that's, that sums it up. <laughs> Pretty much. He swangs, Joe. He's a juicy boy. Yeah. Big he, hands. Yeah, he's a not much rim. more to it. Yeah. He marches forwards. Full athleticism.
0: Yeah, you've slightly winded me there with your pick because I've gone for Duplessis by decision. I think I think this is gonna be an out all out war battle of a fight and I cannot wait to see I just it's one of those where I can visualise it and I'm like I'm visualising Conor McGregor on Jose Aldo where DuPlessis charges in and there's a left hand waiting for him and sleeps in. And then there's also one where that happens and DuPlessis just walks through it, and just like, Alright, well, I guess I've gone one line, I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna come straight back. <laughs> and I could see Till winning maybe the first round and then he's like, "God, oh, I can't get this guy out of there." And Duplessis just kind of like, yeah. oh God, I'm so tired, so tired, but I've got to keep going in that straight line." Oh, I gotta keep... yeah, like yep. I'm throwing ones and twos. I'm throwing a high kick. And... Yeah, and then I'm gonna do a teep, and then I'm gonna step in elbow. It's and I'm, I'm ten yards away. Full physicality. It's, it's gonna... just
1: explosion after explosion. It's a it's runaway too much. For... Tra- it's a train,
0: and that's <laughs> <team>, too much. <laughs> that's team builds up There's no strike action that's stopping that train. It is. Yep. It is rolling bro, get off the tracks, you know. Yeah. And Brad Tavares, he was enjoying that fight
1: until he wasn't, until that train just kept chugging and eventually ran through it. Who wins?
0: Who wins, Tavares or Till? Till. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes,
1: because Tavares doesn't have the big weapon
0: that, that Duplacis does.
1: I just don't think, I think Duplacis can hurt Till in a way that Brad Tavares can't. Mm.
0: Mm. Do you think, well, yeah. So you think he's going to knock him out? My word! Do you think it's going to be early, or do you think it's going to be like a late one, tiring him out?
1: I'm I'm a bit scared. I mean, Duplessis he's, he really has he's the explosion there. I, I kind of I've got glimpses of um,
0: Pavlovich versus oh, Titovasov. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about that briefly? My word, Pavlovich, given the title shot right now. Holy, shit, Holy <laughs> oh, my, shit! oh My word, that guy is terrifying that was just an absolute brutalising
1: of tie to Ivasa this happened last Saturday we didn't get to talk about it but my word we talked about it on the pod that was a possibility but to do it like that Joe to Ivasa
0: in 10 seconds yeah yeah, he was done like cooked straight away he was leaking from everywhere he looked like he'd been in a five round war it was one minute wasn't even a minute (laughs) incredible anyway let's talk about what's opening this main card I think this is the fight you're most excited about, isn't it, Bryce? No, you're... Joe. It's it, Joe. It's a C versus Darren oh. Till. I didn't get that across. What a fight that is! It's a perfect
1: matchup between explosive striker and counter intelligent counter striker. Is the and fight a, is
0: the fight you want? Is my prediction, which is a 15 minute back and forth nonsense, or do you want the finish to be in there?
1: No, I want I want some back and forth. I look Darren Till. He is English. We are English. We are English on hold on, I'm talking brother. Yes. Not we we don't want to go down the Paddy Pimlet <laughs> line with that. But no. you know. We both no. have English passports. Yes. And Darren Till, you know, he's he's been an exciting fighter. I, I want him to come through it. Um no but this fight then, Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Taporia these guys are not they don't have the questions around them. No. They've both been on the come up, they've both got pretty flawless records. Yeah. Fifteen and O for Bryce Mitchell and twelve and O for Taporia
0: oh man i can't wait for so this i cannot somebody's wait. o's got to go someone's o has got to go i think this fight is just absolutely tremendous i absolutely love this fight first of all bryce mitchell's going to be facing a guy who can grapple and who can wrestle um it's going to be interesting to see though because this is the first time tapori is facing the guy who's kind of got actual wrestling ability like, he fought Ryan Hall, but Ryan Hall's takedown... I mean, that was one of the most bizarre performances I've ever seen from Ryan Hall, where Teporia just waited for him. He even said this in an interview last week where he was um, he was served uh, for some Spanish podcast and uh, he was talking about this where he, he said, like, I was going to wait for him to do his roles and then for him to end up in an awkward position and then attack from there. So he was... Allowing him to do that, and he was fine with him doing it, as weird as it looked, because he knew that opportunity for the Hammer Fist was going to be there, and to get him out there. So, great fight IQ from there, as well. Can, l- listeners, can we just take a moment to appreciate the depth that we go to
1: on holding on the We're talking about. We're <laughs> not talking about English language podcast now. Joe doesn't even speak Spanish. He's, there for it. He's listening in. I lived in Paris. He wants
0: all the details. <laughs> um, yeah, he. <laughs> But, uh, Ryan Hall gets grappling exchanges. Uh, okay, if we're going to say who's a better grappler, Ryan Hall or Bryce Mitchell, there's no question it's Ryan Hall. But to get to those grappling exchanges, Bryce Mitchell's got a much more linear wrestling approach, getting into takedowns, getting into double legs from there. And to do that, Mitchell will use the kicks, sort of press you up, back up against the cage, and then get into boxing range so then he can slip into takedowns from there. The problem from that is is that Teporia can crack, and he can crack hard um
1: well, and and he has a 100% takedown defense in the UFC. Yes. Yes. This so, is the, this is
0: the first time I think it's going to be properly tested though. You know, I don't think Damon Jackson's got the same wrestling <laughs> as Price Mitchell. He doesn't. Like no offense to Damon Jackson, but he doesn't. I but Mitchell though, this is the first time he's facing a guy who's got really heavy hands. I went back and watched the Barbosa fight for Price Mitchell and at the end of the first round um, they're, they're circling against cage, and Barbosa starts throwing body shots, like uh, lead, lead hooks to the body. And Mitchell was giving some big, big reactions to that, and he was—you can see—he was gasping a little bit, and he wasn't wasn't responding oh, no, very we're well. To we're him.
1: marking. Wait, we're marking his card for reacting to getting hit by Edson Barbosa. Yeah,
0: but what with, with the boxing?
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe, come on. Who? I, I don't. If he was seen kicks. many fighters shrug off.
0: Yeah, well.
1: He's an athlete, Barbosa. Yeah. He's an athlete. He's. We know he's got a finish from every every angle, every type of finish you can imagine. I yeah. don't know the man. The man hits hard. I'm not. I'm not going to discount. Well,
0: as does Taporia. Uh, yeah. As does Taporia, right. and
1: so this. This, this is what, the intre- you, I think that's the.
0: I think that's the crux of the fight.
1: Is are you saying then that Bryce he needs to be able to withstand yes. this matchup on the feet? He has- so for Bryce to win, it has to be work into a grappling position up against the cage having backed him up with those kicks mm. take down and control him on the mat yeah absolutely work towards a submission probably not get it but ground
0: control time
1: that's how ground and pound as it.
0: well that's the great thing about Mitchell's grappling is that he puts you in a position of okay defend the choke right or try and get or up get whopped get, but you're getting ground and pound mm. or just block me from there and I'm going to get mount like, which
1: one would you which one would you choose Joe? I would just I'm a ton- you want to be I, mounted yeah I said yeah <laughs>
0: I'm a, I'm a big strong man so i'll just tough it out like you know right uh bryce mitchell that is not an offer by the way for you to fight me because i know you'd absolutely destroy me but let's let's just put that out there i beef l- he's listen, beefing joe's bryce, beefing bryce, bryce if you tell me the earth's flat the earth's flat don't worry uh <laughs> let's um okay can i should we just go to our picks for this fight? Do you well, think? well i'd like to hear a little bit more about taporia what's what's his route to victory here uh the hands. <laughs> like he's just gonna I mean the the, the the fight from this year against Jai Herbert mm-hmm. where I mean the combination he got dropped by Herbert. But he showed that toughness, came back and threw that combo where backed Herbert up head, body, head and left Herbert lying there in his own blood, basically. It was a brutal, brutal knockout. Um I, that, that's 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 the crux of this, is who's going to get their signature skill off more.
1: But, so least. you're you're saying that uh, Taporia you don't expect him to implement any kind of wrestling game. He doesn't want to get in that, that arena no, I, with Bryce. I, he doesn't want to be with him on the mat. Are you, are you saying that?
0: I, I'm saying that if Taporia is going to implement wrestling, it's going to be on the defensive side. And I think if he does go for wrestling on the offensive side, it'll be later in rounds. It'll be later in rounds that maybe he could... You know, ride out the round for a victory. It'll be that sort of thing. Maybe work towards some ground and pound. Because the other thing is, I wouldn't risk it with Mitchell on his back either. I I don't think that's worth the risk at oh. all. So, so
1: I'm Mitchell looking at this fight slightly different. Go I'm looking at this fight. Well, I I think you know, this is a man from a Greco-Roman background. He's Georgian. Georgia is next to Dagestan, Joe. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm I'm just saying, some of them across the mountains, the knowledge. It's spreading around there, mm. and I think I think Taporia has absorbed some of that knowledge. Um, I expect to see a, a wrestling-heavy matchup. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I think Bryce, as you say, he needs to work into those clinch positions. Um, so that he needs that to happen. I don't think Tupori is, For me, he's not going to be looking to outpoint the the rangier fighter, the mm. man who is going to be getting off those kicks. I think Taporia is going to need to wrestle. The question is. How much does he welcome it? What mm. happens when they meet?
0: And I I think topuria a bit better than we're maybe giving him credit for here. I think he's a, a fantastic wrestler, by the way. I just don't know if he's going to take that risk of going into those exchanges with Mitchell. Maybe he will, as I said later in rounds, test the water. If he's won that first round clearly on the feet, he might go into that. Or if he's going up against the cage, if he gets a, a, a suitable position where he could... Holds a dominant position. I think maybe I don't know. Again, I really can't. I I don't actually have a clear picture for this fight, which is why I've gone for a I side mean, leave. go on. Well, I
1: I'm just thinking about the. Let's take the uh, the Mitchell performance, the the Black Country banger. All right. Oh the, yeah, against uh Herbert. for, for Taporia. Herbert. Sorry, Jay Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're talking about Ilya Taporia's last win. All right. For me. The fight went like that because of Taporia's ego.
0: Yeah. He wanted
1: to get that one back. Once he had been dropped, he wanted to show he could mix it up on the feet. I think the coaches in the back room, they weren't looking for that kind of fight. No. I think they wanted to see, take him down, ground and pound. I think that is Taporia's base for me. Um, But the man has an ego. We see that in the press conferences describing himself as a king, coming into your country when he's talking with Paddy Pimlet. Mm. Uh, that that whole thing that's developing there. I think Teporia has an ego and he hasn't met someone who can rob him of that. Uh, I think if he's not going to be challenged egotistically, you're going to see his wrestling game excel. And I think it's good enough to withstand what Bryce has to offer. So uh, I picked Teporia to win by decision.
0: Uh, I've gone for the same pick. I've got Teporia by decision. Um and I think it is I think in those wrestling exchanges he will be able to potentially hold position. I just I just think again going into that ego thing of if Bryce gets something up on him and it's a threat from there, is he gonna think like, well, I've got to get that back? Like I can't let you win something over me. Like the the psychology of this fight is is interesting as well. Because I also feel like Mitchell is Kind of a bit like unheralded in some ways, because of how weird he is. Like you know, his outside life. You know, uh, it, it's.
1: You're talking about
0: the auctioning
1: his bloody, bloody boxers off, the having bl- cut his ballsack.
0: Yeah, put a screw through his, his, his ball, his his scrotum. Yes. Um, it
1: was some weird sex game
0: gone wrong, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> I, d- I don't want to know. Uh, yeah, it's. I know he lives on a in a caravan with a load of sheep. Bryce, whatever you want to do, you do that, okay? Um, But yeah, I've gone for Teporia by decision. I just think the power in the hands is going to be too much of a of a deal breaker.
1: Who do you want to win? I would like Teporia to win. I'd prefer Bryce to win. Would you? Yeah, I would. I would. I'm all about that brand, Joe. Flat Earth, (laughs) uh, Arkansas. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. Give me more of it. All right. Now prelims. Prelims.
0: We're both going to pick one fight. Yeah it's the only fight what what is there to talk about Chris Curtis faces Joaquin Buckley Joaquin Buckley has said this is his last fight on middleweight he was actually going to move down to welterweight but he got offered the Curtis fight he was just like well I want to take it I want to get another fight in before the end of the year and my word what a fight for our boy Newmancer Joaquin the Buck Buckley this is just tremendous great matchup though isn't it Tom
1: fantastic yeah Um, none of that tall French sophistication <laughs> that he had to go through Imamov we're talking about you in Paris uh, Buckley won that last round anyway basically won the fight yeah <laughs> instead he's gonna fight a man of his own size his own stature and height actually Buckley goes in with the reach advantage Joe oh my, word.
0: Woo-hoo! Oh, my god this is gonna be fireworks you know what that isn't means? This, this is guy,
1: there's no way around it Curtis a man who's heavy on the hands doesn't know a whole lot more as we saw in his last fight against uh, Jack Hermanson yeah um. Wow. Wow. Can't wait.
0: I. This is why this isn't on the main card. Like when I found that the lawler pulled out, I'm like, Pons, I love you, but you're getting off that main card. That would have been my pick. Mm. Get down to that prelims with Morono, and Buck Curtis. You're up on that main card, but not to be. I will be watching that live. I think I'm going to stay up to watch that one because it is the first fight on the prelims. Uh, cause, and I love Joaquin. I love the Buck. Like this, I can't. I can't deny it, Tom. Okay. A hundred percent with you there, Joe. But
1: Chris Curtis, he's he's not he's not a pushover. He's not an easy matchup. No, no problem. made it look made it look simple, but plenty of men have felt those hands. Mm. Uh
0: good fundamentals as a boxer. Mm. For sure. For sure. Good countering. Good countering. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about another fight on the premium just very quickly. Edmund Shabazian is back versus Dolce Lungiambula. Um <laughs> It's, it gives me feeling. Shabazian gives me the feels of Till right now. Of like, I don't know what's going to turn up. I hope something new comes in because if this is a straight boxing match, Shabazian wins this. But if Lungeanbul is like, right, I got one round of cardio. I'm telling him, you take him down straight away. No messing. I, I want to see that tested. I want to see if Shabazian has actually improved. I think that's a, a fair assessment. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I do, Joe. I mean, the big question for me is, if you get hit by Lujambula, yeah, how do you react? And the reaction from Shabazian against lesser, lesser physical specimens than the Jambula uh, mm. has not been good recently. No. So yeah, similar type of matchup. I'm, I'm with you there, Joe. Yeah,
0: for sure. To the
1: till, uh, till one.
0: Right. I want to talk about the news very quickly. Two pieces of news I want to talk about. Um, Dana White said that Conor is coming back next year and that he has his fight planned out for him Tom Dana White wants Conor McGregor in a main event versus Michael Chandler now yes there is the heavy nod yes that is what we want fun celebrity fight give it to me all that action get Chandler on the juice fuck it get him on the juice right now let's see how big he can get those pecs Tom (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't think you need to encourage Michael Chandler. He will be uh, on that juice, That's special sauce. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's good matchmaking. We call for it here. Is it a one seventy? I don't know. Probably. Fuck it. Make it make it middleweight. Who cares? Hilar- hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely. That is hilarious. That the only chance that these guys have to fight at at welterweight is uh, is against each other. Yeah. Two men who possibly could be at, at featherweight um, or have been previously. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, Joe. It, it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. UFC so, like instinct right now. Who who do you lean towards there?
0: I think, I hope the Chandler that faced Poirier turns up, and he's just like I'm taking fish t- hooks him. fish, fish hook, hook. dirty yeah. takedowns. I want I want to see the filthiest fight known to man. I want the uh, I just want it. I want that absolute dirtiest Ch- fight. Chandler wins a dirty fight. Yeah, for sure. I want you know you're staggering home late at night, and you, what's that on the wall? On like as you're walking home, oh, it's a half-eaten Big Mac. I want that level of filth. Okay, I want that level of dirtiness. Give me that now. Also, Tom, UFC released their schedule for the new year uh, for the first quarter of the year. Interesting, interesting news. Two, <laughs> a couple of pay-per-view announcements. You got the one in January in Brazil. You've got one in Australia in February, headlined by Volkanovski versus. Uh, Makachev, and then in March March 4th, they have a pay-per-view in Las Vegas, and then March 18th they have a pay-per-view in London Interesting London 1 mm-hmm. is probably going to be Edwards versus Usman 3, most mm-hmm. likely What's Definitely. that March 1 4th going to be, Tom? Well the return of John Jones seems imminent, and it seems like it's going to be against Mr. Francis and Garnu. No way, they're getting it done. They might have got it done by the. Sunset. All I want
1: for Christmas is a new contract for Francis Garnu, did
0: Now listen, you can actually. I can see this now. UFC Christmas Day make the announcement. And Garnu Jones, March fourth. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's 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 the fight of the year, right there. Like no question. I mean,
1: this is the last PPV of the year, Joe. They they do like to sneak in these big news. Maybe we'll get to hear some of that oh. coming up on Saturday night.
0: Oh my word! Could you imagine? Oh my word! The pop, the pop. Right. Tom, let's go through our picks one more time for the main card. This time starting at the bottom. Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Taporia. Uh, both come for Taporia by decision. Oh, Joe, there's controversy.
1: What? I've just had another look at that notebook. We know it was written haphazard and rushed. No, you don't get to change it. <laughs> All right, in that case, I'm sticking with Taporia. I'm happy with that. What did you put?
0: I can't reveal that now, Joe. It's official, but... Okay. Uh... Till versus Duplessis. I've gone for Duplessis by decision. You've gone for Duplessis by knockout. Yeah. Uh, Nibia versus Morono. Pons by knockout for me. Pons by decision for you, if I remember correctly. That's right. Pimlet versus Gordon. Pimlet by submission by, for me. And decision for me. Decision for you. And in the main event, we've both gone for Magomed and Kalaev by decision over Jan Blachowicz, thus becoming the new light heavyweight champion. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week to break down this card, go over the X's and O's, and matchmake. Tom, thank you so much for joining me. God bless, Joe. And listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.